All aboard. All aboard for podcasting. <laughs> this sounds like a boat fart. I ran out of breath. ago I bought a pink kayak for myself for Mother's Day. Um, my daughter was still pretty young and you know didn't have a credit card and couldn't go out and buy things for me. I mean she's five now so she would have been three at the time and um, just was like I need a kayak and I want one and I'm gonna buy one. And so I guess that's my awkward way of segueing to the topic tonight for three questions. Which is all about boats. Okay. I was like, where are you going with this? I was all intrigued by your story and the, let's be honest, the reason you bought a kayak is because I was buying a kayak. I so bought it the, first. Nope, oh my story. God. <laughs> For someone who wants to do a history podcast, you sure have a flexible relationship with uh, history. Nice. Um, I almost I was just going to let you fall on your face on that one, but you, you recovered. No, no. So you did a good job. All right, yeah, so uh, welcome to Three Questions. This is episode number three. Uh, we talked about the first marathon in the first episode. We talked about moon hoaxes of 1835 in the second episode. And if you're thinking to yourself, wait, did I hear them right? Moon hoaxes of 1835? Go back and listen. It's amazing. Molly did a wonderful job. Hey, I was. Hey, thanks. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good. And if people don't think so, then they're wrong. So, but today you're going to tell me all about. We are going to talk oh, about the best title ever: giant ships. So the p title of today's podcast is the sister ships of the White Star Line. I already feel like it's going to be so dramatic and oh, should beautiful. I should I tell it in my deep southern podcasting voice? No. Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense because the Titanic was never in the South. No literally it it, it, it was never... actually kind of far away from it it was it was very north mm -hmm. very north but you're not just going to talk about the titanic however the trip went south <laughs> <laughs> rim shot because it's um yeah i know okay is it too soon it's been over 100 years can we make titanic uh, jokes okay either way all right so let's let's put ourselves in a different time this is the year 2019 right now, so we're going to go back roughly 105 years. I think I've done that math right. I don't know. You're pretty good at the speed math. I'm just going to trust you on that Seven, one. 117 years. We're going to go back. <laughs> so, um, so this is the early 19-teens, okay? And we are in... Um, it's the Regency period. Women are wearing lacy, empire waist dresses. That's all I got. Men were wearing hats of different types, and mustaches were popular. T tall hats. It was yes. a very, the toppiest of hats. And uh, class mattered at this oh, time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Because um, it doesn't matter at all right now. It doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't. No. So, right. So, the, um, you've got this uh, a period where these giant ships, uh, these luxury ships are being used to make the journey from New England, New England, from New York to England, okay, and back. Yes. All right, so, and there are, this is the time of the Lusitania. Yes. Which met a very sad fate. And there were other ships, uh, many of them part of the, of the White Star Line, and they would make this crossing, and it became kind of a thing, like, who could do this the fastest? Who could make this crossing the fastest and get people ferried back and forth the quickest? But then... But without without losing luxury. Right. I was just going to say, without... And style. Right. While also doing so at a time of heightened luxury. Um, and you have to think about the time. World War One had not quite broken out yet. Don't do that. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> she took a drink of something and didn't care for it. It made a really funny face, and it, it threw me off my game. So... You have uh, these ships being built in these giant shipyards. Oh, the aftertaste is nice, though. Oh, oh, I, good. I'm, mm, I'm confused. Okay. Is it, can I do my podcast <laughs> now? <laughs> 
This is not the fun run, Molly. You got to be serious over here. Right, right. Speaking of which, if you haven't listened to the fun run, you can find it wherever podcasts are found. Cheap plug for our other podcast, which is just hilarity and nonsense throughout. All right. So back to the three questions, back to the sister ships of the White Star Line. So you have these ships being built, uh, and they're built for luxury, and they're built for speed. And they're divided into these three different classes, right? Or well, I guess, I'm sorry, the ships are not, but the ships have different class areas in them. Like Oh, within the same ship. Right. Like we have an airplane now that's you know, first class. You maybe have business, business class, class and then yeah. economy. You're first class and economy. Um, you can tell I fly a lot. Are those even right? Like, yeah. Okay. Unless you're on Southwest and then it's just. Southwest is democracy. It's just a toga party? Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So you have these ships that are divided into first, second, and third class. And first class, they get the wonderful accommodations. They get the big stately rooms, and they Mm -hmm. get the gold faucets, and, you know, all the wonderful things. Meanwhile, the the third class folks were shoved into the bottom of the ships with goats and luggage. And it wasn't ideal, but you could get where you needed to go. Now, what a lot... See, nowadays, that would be, like, ideal because you could do goat yoga and um, have goat's milk. And, like, goats are very in right now. So there were three ships. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my first question. My first question. How many ships were there? Let's do... Good point. Let's do that. Let's go back and do the questions. Okay. What are the three questions? When I say to you, sister ships of the White Star Line... You know there's a Titanic tie-in to I all actually this. didn't until, okay. like, if you had just said that to me, I would have been like, Mur? What are you talking about? Um, and then you were like, Titanic. Okay. And I was like, oh, right. Um, so, my three questions are, how many ships were there? Was Titanic the only ship to sink? Because that's the one we all know about. That's, you know, got the movie. That's got the, that's got the Hollywood hype around it. And then finally, how does this story still resonate today? Because we're not taking ocean liners across the Atlantic to get to Europe. That's like, my parents love to do cruises and they take cruise ships, but that's kind of a different thing. Oh, interesting. So you're saying that something like what happened to the Titanic would never happen today? Um. Just say it wouldn't happen today. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I know because I, like, I listen to true crime that people disappear off ships sometimes but it's rare but yeah a ship uh, having an accident of the magnitude of the titanic yeah you wouldn't i don't think with today's fancy navigation equipment you wouldn't think right yeah and so then how does it resonate what have we learned right um why why do we still like the story of the titanic is so tragic and romantic still today why why is it why does it resonate with us here a hundred and some years later yeah okay well interesting so let's talk about that let's talk about why uh we why we fell in love with these ships in the first place so before i do that i have to give you a little bit of history uh about the about the three ships that are known as the sister ships of the white star line okay okay everybody's heard of titanic right everybody's heard of titanic now Here's the funny thing about that. Paint me like one of your French girls. Isn't that the line from the movie? That is the line. I love doing the thing where I just kind of like leave you out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one of the lines from Titanic the movie. Uh, 100% accurate. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't think you'll find anything in the 1997 movie Titanic that is factually incorrect. I'm guessing that's not, that can't be right. That can't be right. And it's not right. Um, the characters of Jack and Rose are completely fictional. Um, Though I, I think there is some, I, I think they're made, they're composites of people. Yeah. You know what's funny? There actually was a Jack Dawson. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't, I believe he was on Titanic and I believe he perished, but he's buried in the cemetery. No um, way. Yeah, there's a cemetery in, um, I'd have to look it up, but there's a cemetery where a lot of the Titanic, uh, the people who did, who died on, on board the Titanic, where they're, where they're huh. buried. Well, they, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a cemetery and so there are some bodies there, but some of them are just. But mostly not. Right. Mostly just memorial stones. Yeah. So anyway, you have these three ships. Okay. So the interesting thing is Titanic is the middle sister. Ugh. So typically when you think of the middle child, you think of the one. Oh my you gosh, think of Jan Brady. She's the Jan. Right? You think of Jan Brady, who Aww. kind of gets overlooked because Poor not Jan. the firstborn, not the baby. But Titanic, you know, in true middle sister fashion, kind of sucked. Okay. <laughs> so, um. You know, uh, so actually, uh, there there is a lot of that sister relationship, and you'll see a lot of those common 
oldest, middle, youngest sister things with the ships that I'm going to tell you about. So, oh no, we'll Poor start. Titanic. We'll start with Titanic. We'll get the we'll get the Titanic out of the way, uh, so that I, when I talk about the other ships, um, it'll be a little bit easier. It'll I, I feel like I'll have set the stage a little okay. bit for what's happening. So, so if you look at Titanic, uh, we all know the story of Titanic's maiden voyage, right? Yeah. So. Titanic. It was a bummer. It was. It was not. It was not ideal. It's not ideal. It's not. Not really how you want that to go. Um, so the we know we know the famous story. So Titanic is on her way uh, from New York. She makes her initial launching. She picks up passengers in New York and she's on her way to England, and she strikes an iceberg. Mm-hmm. Okay. The iceberg. So wait, I thought she started in England and was going to New York. No. Yes. Wait. I don't know. Oh my god, I'm gonna look it up. Yes. No, you're right. No, I don't know. No, you're right. On um, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I got the I I had that backwards. Anyway, so the so Titanic strikes an iceberg, and the iceberg, the damage done to the Titanic was not above deck where you would see it, but rather below the waterline. Mm-hmm. The iceberg cut a hole or a gash in the side of the Titanic. Yes, she was going from Southampton to yes. New York City. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, because that's where they were built. They yes. were they were built in England, and that, so that obviously makes sense that they were heading to New York. So I'm sorry about that goof. It's kind of a, kind of a big one, but we got it out of the way early. Yeah. So clearly, my research is very good. So the Titanic was a helicopter. That. <laughs> oh no! Is that not right? So these ships were were built to be. God, could you imagine if it was? I wouldn't if... fly on it. <laughs> Especially not over a body of water. If, like, all of a sudden it just shot this giant propeller up into the air and it was like, no, I'm not sinking. Like a transformer? Yes. It's like Optimus Titanic. <laughs> all right. So I would, ships, I would watch that movie. <laughs> these ships were designed with all of the modern safety features in mind. Now, Titanic gets beefed on a lot because it didn't have enough lifeboats for its passengers. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the Titanic actually had more lifeboat space than what was required by law at the time. What you have to remember is that no one thought about the Titanic or any ship really sinking the way that it did and as fast as it did in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Okay. You had ship collisions. You had other things that happened. But a ship striking an iceberg and sinking as quickly as the Titanic did was not really... um, and if, and if it did happen, lifeboats, I mean, you had all these people on board, lifeboats, if you're out in the middle of the ocean, the chances of another ship being nearby, I wouldn't think would be very high. So you have... Um, just yeah, to interject for a second, yeah. I'm looking at some of, because I'm curious, I'm looking at some of the luxuries that the Titanic had, because we're talking about... I was going to get into that, but go ahead. Amenities. No, see what you found. Um, and it just sort of popped up. So a gymnasium, including a punching bag, a rowing machine, exercise bike, stationary bicycles, an electric camel and an electric horse Mm -hmm. i don't know what those are but i have a pretty good image in my mind's eye Mm -hmm. turkish baths electric baths steam room private massage room swimming pool squash court a barber it also had it had multiple promenades yes um imported woods for all of its paneling veneers and Marquetry, including mahogany, sycamore, walnut, oak, and satin wood. Mm-hmm. Um, cut glass ceiling fixtures. Lots of electric wiring, which was yes. pretty, um, pretty new for the time period. Ships had had electricity for a while, so this was not that that part wasn't so new. But these ships were but the designed. Lighting, like yeah. every single article talks about how many lights there were. Yes, that and if just you like illuminated and if you look at pictures of titanic you can actually see even artist renditions you can have an idea of the number of lights that were on board that ship and there is that great scene as the ship is sinking in the Mm -hmm. movie titanic now that so if you have seen the movie the 1990 because there's a bunch of titanic movies Mm -hmm. there's a night to remember um if you watch 1997 the 1997 version directed by james cameron they show a pretty accurate rendition of the sinking yeah based on what we knew at that time so if you go back to 1997 that was the best thinking of the time of what happened to the titanic when it sank but i'm getting ahead of myself so these ships were designed to be strong Mm -hmm. the thinking behind titanic was if you cut a hole in the side of the ship 
you could flood an entire compartment because the Titanic had what were called watertight compartments. There were doors built on tracks that would raise and close off what were called watertight compartments. The thinking was that if you could block off a portion of the ship, water would not continue to flood the ship and the ship would stay afloat. If nothing else, yeah. the ship would stay afloat long enough to evacuate. To it's, so that it, it, it could either limp to port because that happens all the time. Yeah, that happened recently when two navy ships collided and they made it to port. They didn't just both sink right in the middle of the ocean. That doesn't happen all that often where a ship just sinks. So the thinking was. The watertight compartments could close, and I believe as many as three watertight compartments could be completely full of water, and, and not would still, and, and, and Titanic would would still be able to float. float. Right? Huh? That's fascinating. Okay. Here's the problem. Okay. okay. So they had a double they had a double riveted hull, a double steel hull. Um, they had all the safety features. They were driven by three propellers, mm-hmm. um, which is all well and good. Okay. Yeah. So the Titanic was fast in a straight line. Yeah. The problem came. When you needed to turn the ship. God, I'm the same way. Okay. Like, I'm great going in a straight line, but the second I have to turn, I'm yeah. just like... It's just trouble, right? Yeah. Especially if there's an iceberg So nearby. clumsy. Yeah. So, the Titanic being so big, it didn't turn on a dime. Yeah. You know? If anybody has driven a boat, you know what this feels like. And even on a small boat, you turn the wheel in a boat, and it's not like a car. No, there's like a lag time almost. Right. There, yeah. That's perfectly described. There is a lag time. And it also doesn't turn the same way. No. You know, a boat using a, a rudder and three three screw propellers is going to turn very differently than uh, different types of vehicles. So there was there 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 were a lot of safety innovations on these ships. Uh, they were called unsinkable. Uh, the problem with the Titanic came when the iceberg cut the hole in the side of the ship. Water began pouring in. The watertight doors, the bulkheads, were not high enough. So water came into those watertight compartments and rose above them huh. and splashed into other compartments on oh. the ship. Okay. So the watertight compartments were, were filled quickly, were, were filled rapidly. That makes me think that somebody messed up. It wasn't considered a thing. It wasn't like, considered. It seems like bad design. It wasn't considered a possibility. It's like, huh. it was like, I mean, predicting the future, I, you kind of kind of give these guys a pass because, yeah. you know, you, you can't really, I don't know. I tend to be sympathetic to James Andrews. I, I tend to be who is the ship's designer. And I think yeah. that um, even some of the characters who we vilify in the Titanic story, like Bruce Ismay, um, he was a White Star Line. I believe he was the president of the White Star yeah. Line, and he was on board Titanic. And he's been vilified mm-hmm. um, for over a hundred years because he survived. Yeah. He and, and even in the, in the 1997 movie, you see him get on the boat, um, taking the place of a woman or child, yeah, and fleeing like the coward he is. When in actuality, Bruce Ismay saved. He he. The the current thinking is that he worked tirelessly to save people from the ship and jumped yeah. into a lifeboat at the last sort possible of at the second. Last, yeah, at the last minute. And so this man, who probably and lived the rest of his life probably feeling with the shame of it, right? Yeah. And and then to be called to be called a coward on top of it. And then there's also the scene where the guard uh, officer Lightoller shoots himself. Yes. Uh, after shooting a passenger, there is there is not no, very much evidence yeah, that that happened. Yeah, you told me there's no evidence of that. Right. Um, there is evidence that a guard that a, a guard that a, um, a crew person did fire a gun, and there is yeah. evidence that a crew person did kill themselves, but it wasn't Officer Lightoller. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's so much evidence there that James Cameron actually apologized to Lightoller's family. Good. Um, for including that scene. Okay. So, Titanic sinks. Yes. Okay. Spectacularly. Um, yeah. And it, it, it took about two and a half hours for Titanic to sink. This is April. Which, when you think about it, for a ship that big, that's yeah. not a long time. No. That's that to evacuate. And then there's all the stories that we all know. And yeah. I, I don't want to get too far into that because I want to talk about the other ships. But the because I feel like the Titanic story is really well known, I mm-hmm. don't want to talk too much about it. We all know the stories about the band staying and playing. Yeah. We all know um, the, about the wireless operator, the Marconi room. Yep. Um, they were sending out signals and um, they... Uh, they were they were sending signals out and not receiving any help. We know the story mm-hmm. of the ghost ship, um, the that the officers on board the Titanic saw a ship 
um, that never came. Mm-hmm. We know the story of the Carpathia, the Californian. We know these yeah. stories. And if you don't, by all means, go look them up. And I'm sure that there are other podcasts that delve deeply into the Titanic mm-hmm. story. Um, the fact that we just experienced the Titanic, uh, the 100th anniversary of the sinking a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, that also, there's tons of stuff out there. Great exhibitions, too, oh, of yeah. stuff that's been recovered. Yeah, if you, and I have really mixed feelings on that. Um, I do, too, and I think for probably the same reason. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of believe it, that that's a grave site. Yeah. And I think yeah. we, now, what, the downside to that is Titanic is disappearing. Yes, it is. It's being eaten by. There are what we what we what Robert Ballard, I believe, coined. Robert Ballard in 1985 is who discovered the wreck of the Titanic, um, and he talks about this moment of joy when they first came up upon the bow of the Titanic, and they all uh, in their submersible screamed with joy and laughter, and they were so happy. And then within moments, they remembered they were coming across the gravesite mm-hmm. of two thousand people, and it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is. So it's important to remember that, that a lot of people died. Um, So it's fun to talk about, but, you know, I mean, I want to be sensitive to that. That uh, that was a a massive loss of life Mm -hmm. on board board this ship. And so we know those stories. And if you are, oh, we were talking about how we feel about it, but I sort of take Robert Ballard's thinking is that it is a gravesite. It is a memorial and it is to be, we should leave it as such. Um, But he coined the term, I believe he did, rusticles. Yes. Which are what he saw on the Titanic, which were, look, imagine an icicle, but made of rust. And if you look at pictures of the Titanic underwater, that's what you see. But they're... They're actually I, organisms. Right. I watched a really good documentary. Did you watch that with me? I may have. But they're actually creatures <laughs> that live on the right. the leftovers of the ship, the wreckage of the ship. Right. And they sort of eat and live on mm-hmm. the material there and then sort of create these these stalactites and stalagmites of um, residue from it. And they're very sort of eerie and mm-hmm. spooky. And... And, 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 and and like you said, they are eating the Titanic. And so eventually the Titanic will be nothing more than a rust spot on the bottom of the mm-hmm. floor. And that's happening very, that is happening quickly. Yes. Um, it, it's, it, it's, they're saying the Titanic will probably not last much longer. Yes. Um, it, there, we're talking yeah. a few years. There are bodies of water that are, um, that are, very dead. There's not a lot of life in them. We're going to talk about different shipwrecks yeah. in different parts of like, water. Um, yeah. Like I know in the Black Sea, one of the seas in Asia, there are ships that are ancient, but because there's no life down there, they just continue to exist. Yeah. Well, and the Titanic is very deep too. Yeah. It's in over three miles of water. So, uh, you know, there's the pressure is immense down there. Yeah. Um, but it's also a very like live area. Yeah. So let's go back to April fifteenth. April fifth. So the Titanic struck the iceberg on April fourteenth. It didn't sink until after midnight. So the sinking actually took place over two calendar days. It was April fourteenth and fifteenth, nineteen twelve. So when we watch the nineteen ninety seven Titanic movie, we see the Titanic sinking in the following way: the bow is pulled underwater through the weight of the flooded watertight compartments. So the nose of the ship or the bow of the ship is pulled underwater. The stern rises in the air and then breaks. The ship cracks down the middle, breaks down to the spine, and then the, the stern set, sits in the water and settles into the water. Almost immediately, the stern begins to rise again, becomes perfectly perpendicular with the water. So the stern of the ship is sitting at a 90-degree angle to the top of the ocean, and then it sinks. Okay? So that's what the people on board uh, at water level saw. The movie tells us that what happened was the ship then broke apart underwater. The bow of the ship went down sort of like a missile because it's aerodynamic at that point. It goes down underwater, and then the bow goes down uh, somewhere behind it and then turns around. So they're actually facing Mm -hmm. in opposite directions. Like the the bow of the ship, the back of the boat faces the broken part of the front of the ship. Okay. And they're really far apart. And there's a huge debris field in between. What we know now is... Is that the ti- that what so the there was a, a, a ribbon a steel piece of a, a ribbon that ran along the bottom of the ship and it was very strong. Yes. So the bow. Yeah, was I can't remember what it's called, but it was meant it's to the sort keel. of yeah, and it was meant to lend the it's it's kind of like the keystone in an arch. It right. gives the whole ship mm-hmm. its rigidity and its, it's like backbone. its structure. So the the bow sinks. Uh, like we said, but then it, that breaks off, the bow sinks, and then what le- is left is the, the stern settles in the water, 
and then not all the way though but then goes up not quite perpendicular then sinks turn starts to turn in the water and sinks at more of an angle but not so much straight down but because there's there's nothing in the front the bow of the ship has a pointed end yeah okay so it it glides through the water a little more easily the stern though is wide open yeah and it's so basically just a hole. Almost immediately, the water pressure builds, and mm-hmm. that's why when you look at the underwater pictures, the stern is just destroyed. It looks yeah. like a bomb went off in it, when the bow looks slightly more preserved. And if you're interested in the science behind this, then watch, there's a James Cameron documentary uh, about rediscovering the Titanic and thinking about it in a different way. Um and it's really good. And it, it is good. I watched it with you, though, and it was kind of funny because there was this pattern where they would figure something out, and then James Cameron would cut in for his little monologue and go, just as I had always suspected, or just as I had said before. Yep, that looks good. And as, it's he, like, as the sinking animation is yeah. happening, he does, yeah. It is, it's, like, it's a little it's self-congratulatory. Like, Jimmy, come on. Come on. I have a lot of respect, though, for James Cameron and his work on the Titanic. Like, I, I do. Uh, he's always treated the source material pretty well. Um, and I, I, I'm okay. I, I, I think he... I think it he, I think so he does funny. Okay. I think he does okay by the Titanic. Um, so. Yeah. His, he's a big fan of Jimmy Cameron. Yeah, he James is. Cameron he is. Does, he does like himself. Okay. So that is the sort of very quick and dirty... I guess it's not that quick, but the sort of a rough shot history of the Titanic. So, But you're telling me there's two more of them? It's this big story. It's it's big news that all these people have died. So we have some lessons to learn from Titanic. Okay. Okay. So, but would you be surprised if I told you? And at this point in the podcast, if you're surprised, there I have questions. Um, that would I would you would you be surprised if I told you that there were two more ships almost identical to the Titanic? No, because you already told me there were three right? of them. <laughs> so there are. There are three ships that but, are almost identical to the Titanic. To be fair, when you did first tell me that, when you started researching this topic, mm-hmm. I was like, three what now? Yeah. So I've always been fascinated by this. Um, and when I decided that I wanted to do this as a three questions podcast, I thought this is perfect because I'm wondering, and, and I would love to hear from you. So find us at RM Radio Now on Instagram or visit our website and send us an email. Uh, I would love to know how many of you knew that there were three ships that are almost identical. If you put the three ships next to each other, uh, most people are not going to be able to tell the difference. There are some people who study these ships quite a bit and could probably tell you which ones are which without the nameplate. And even for you, Molly, there is a bit of a conspiracy (gasps) element to this. Okay. So we mentioned like the Titanic that. was this was the was the middle ship, right? The middle yes. sister. The well, Jan the, Brady. The oldest sister, the Marsha of the clan, was named the Olympic. Olympic. The Olympic. Okay. So the Olympic was It's uh, a very auspicious name. Yeah. The the keel was laid in the Titan on the Olympic um, in 1908, about three months before the Titanic. Uh, the Olympic was the first ship to be built for size, luxury, and travel and travel comfort. Uh, so it was built to be big and built to be fast. The first ship ever? The, was, what do you mean? You said it was the first ship to be built for, like, speed and comfort. Of this size. Of this they, size. Yeah, okay. they were the, at the time. So they it's were the, the biggest yeah. of its time. Yeah, at the time wow. it was the biggest ship, yeah. So Britann- I'm sorry, Olympic has its maiden voyage uh, from June 14th to 21st, 1911. So okay. this is a year, a little, a little less than a year before Titanic's yeah. fateful voyage. So again, taking that Southampton to New York route. Um, thousands of people came out to see the launch of the Olympic. God, thousands so of funny. people. So if you go online and look at pictures... Of the launch of the Olympic, there's thousands of people watching and waiting. Go look at the pictures of the launch of the Titanic. Very small crowd. Why? Because been there, done that. But didn't they know history? Don't they know that the Titanic is, like, going to be famous? No, because at the time, <laughs> at the time, the Olympic was the famous ship because it was first. Because it was first. And people say... You know, you and I are both oldest siblings. Yeah. I kind of dig it. There's a little bit of a myth around the Titanic as well that that they were pushing to make the the crossing to set the record. Yeah. The record had been set. Huh. By the Olympic. By the Olympic. By the Olympic. Well, I got to tell you, again, older sibling. Yeah. The Olympic was the star. The Olympic was the star of the White Star Line. Um, And Titanic is only famous because she sank. Because she sank. And I can prove it to you. How many of you have heard of the Olympic? Exactly. So unless you've heard of the Olympic and know of its storied career, 
and can can tell me some things about the olympic over the titanic then that's my case God, that's titanic so is famous because she tragically sank well you think about how history remembers things too and it's like it's so funny thousands of people turned out to see a ship that is a footnote mm-hmm. and no one turned out to see a ship that has that over a hundred years later we still talk we about we still talk lot. about with reverence and yep. oh, that's crazy so now you might think well the titanic had to be the only one that had problems right because that's kind of a big one well you'd be wrong uh, in 1911, on, on September 20th, 1911, the Olympic was sailing close to a port, and it was passing the HMS Hawk, which is a okay. Navy ship. Well, we've already talked about the fact that these ships are big. Yeah. Right? They're huge. Well, the suction from Olympic, the uh, the, the captain of the Olympic, there's thinking that, that he sailed a little too close to the HMS Hawk. Okay. So then the suction from Titanic pulled the HMS Hawk into the side of the oh Olympic. Oh my God, how terrifying is that? <laughs> have you ever, it's like when you pass a semi-truck on the highway yeah. and you have that moment where you're like, oh, oh, I can feel the wind. Yeah. So here's the problem though. The uh, HMS Hawk was a ramming ship. Uh-oh. It was designed to sink torpedoes, uh, to sink submarines. And so the... I'm imagining... <laughs> That this ship has, you know, those dinosaurs that have the bony plate on their head? Yeah. I'm imagining a dinosaur ship hybrid right now that is right. just like, just wrecking cats all over the ocean. I like that. <laughs> yep, that works. So anyway, so this this ship, this built the ship that's built to tear other ships apart, yeah. has been pulled into the side of the Olympic. It, ca- it cuts a huge hole in the side of the ship. Sound familiar? Yeah. And floods two of the watertight compartments. Huh. Okay, so a uh, couple people were killed. I don't know the exact number. It was it was it was a lower number certainly than the Titanic. I think it was seven. I think seven people died. Um, so you have this happen. So, but the ships are able to separate. The HMS Hawk is 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 severely damaged. Yeah. Olympic has a giant hole in it, and it makes its way back to port. Okay. Do you know the name of the captain of the Titanic? Um, I don't actually. Edward Smith. Edward Smith. Okay. E. J. Smith. You've heard that name, right? That's Sounds a, familiar now that I tell you. That's a good. English name. Yeah, so he was the captain of, of the Titanic on her only voyage, right? Did they call him Ege for and sure? he went down, probably not. He hmm. went down with the Titanic, right? It's sort of famous that yes. he stood on the yes. deck and went down with the, with the ship, right? If I gave you one guess, who would you say was captain of the Olympic? Was it? As she sailed too close to the HMS Hawk. Was it Ege? It sure was. Good old <laughs> Ege at the helm of the, H- of, the uh, of the Olympic as she nearly sank the HMS Hawk. Um, one of Her Majesty's finest ramming ships. Poor Ege. However, no fault was assigned Okay. during this thing, and White Star Line rewarded Captain Smith by giving him command of the Titanic Even though he for was, his first voyage. Even though he was Tokyo drifting? No fault. Fi- <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tokyo drifting with a gigantic <laughs> Next ship. Next to the Hawk. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so no, no fault was assigned. All right, so... 19 this is 1911 1912 1913 what world events are happening what big world event is happening right now Uh, what's getting hot and heavy over in europe i don't know maybe the war to end all wars the war to end all wars world war one is Uh underway so the olympic which is custom at the time was requisitioned uh by the british navy as a troop ship so this happens in 1915 olympic is armed with weapons and can carry six thousand soldiers Damn, I need to interject something about World War One. I. I don't know if this is true or not, and I kind of don't want to know because I think it's such a beautiful fact, if it is a fact, is that there are sections along the um, the Western Front where birds to this day won't fly because there's so much metal in the ground that it messes with the magnetic fields that birds use to navigate. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I got to look that up. But then I don't want to. I kind of want to believe it's true, and I don't care if it's not. Okay. That's all. I love it. End of transmission. Okay. (laughs) So what's cool about, some cool things about Olympic. Olympic and Titanic were built at the same time in the the, the Belfast shipyards. You showed me the pictures of them side by side, and it's eerie. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool to see them built, see them built side by side. Okay. So Olympic gets launched first, crashes into the Hawk, Titanic gets launched, same captain, and then it goes on to sink. Right? So good times. Poor EJ. All right. 
So World War II is going on. Uh, again, Olympic is armed with weapons. It could carry 6,000 soldiers and serves well during the war. Uh, the Olympic actually gets, despite the auspicious start, gets a nickname. Its nickname was Old Reliable. Huh. Okay. Because the Olympic made, you know, served during the war. And if you've ever seen a picture of what you think is the Titanic yeah. with a camouflage paint scheme, yes. you're looking at the Olympic. Interesting. So the Olympic was given the zigzag camouflage paint scheme. Yeah, to evade the torpedoes yes. and do evasive action. Yep. And the Olympics saw pretty significant action. Um, the Olympic in 1918 ran across U-103, which is a German U-boat. Yes. Olympic rammed it and sank her. So, yeah. So Olympic does not mess around. <laughs> so just flat out sinking submarines, crashing up British uh, ships. And then you think that's that's enough, right? So the Olympic survives the war. It's chartered by Canada of all of all places, yeah, and serves a long and luxurious life. Well, in 1934, it crashed again. Oh no! So in 1934, uh, she collided with and sank the Nantucket. So is this really common for ships to just be out there like bumper cars? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, you got to remember that the Olympic is huge. Yeah. And this, the incident with the Nantucket happened in very heavy fog. Like, I just wonder if it's... And it just flat ran her over. If it's exceptional because it's... Or we just know about it because it's these three ships. I think that it could be a little of both. Okay. Because I know, um, like, the Lusitania, like you mentioned at the top yeah. of the episode, like, that was huge. Yes. Um, well, that was because... And for well, lots of reasons. The, right. The thing with the Lusitania was they, you know, the Germans had said, hey, don't send ships through this port or we'll yeah. sink them. And the Lusitania, big fat, went there anyway yeah. and got sunk. And there yeah. are, you know, there are stories about what the Lusitania was carrying, which that will come into play here in just a few yeah. minutes. Well, um, I, it's like they say that, um, like, air travel is the safest form of travel. And when planes crash, they're actually the exception that kind of proves the rule. Yeah. And I just... Is like, are do ships just crash more easily? I don't. I don't actually have the data, but yeah. um, from in my, in the research that I did do, uh, there you did yes, there were a fair number of plane crashes okay. or plane crashes <laughs> of, of boat incidents. So the Olympic launched in 1911, mind you, uh, sailed until 1935. So wow. she ran her last commercial voyage on April 5th of 1935. Okay, and then was demolished in 1937, which. I always Aww. hate hearing about something like that when a ship that has such great um, history to it or significance to it is demolished. Why would they dem- why scrap? Oh, so sold for scrap. Well, yeah. So here are some. I'm like mad. Yeah. Here are some things you can do. Go read about the ty- about the Olympic. Look at that cool, and we'll put some links here in the in the. Uh, show notes but check out the cool camouflage paint scheme on the olympic it's really rad it's really awesome so the olympic like all uh like all oldest siblings uh was the mightiest and was the strongest that's right and was the most reliable that's right up Up top top. all right fantastic all right so we're done right wait (laughs) there's another one i just need like in case matt and emily are listening those are our younger siblings. They're probably not listening. Oh, of course they, they're not. They think we're stupid. They won't listen to our podcast. Oh, God. They don't have time for us. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and Dad always liked her best anyway. Oh. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah. So oldest siblings rule and Olympic is all the proof we need. So the, yeah. So Titanic went out with, uh, with a sort of like. I don't know. I was going to say something funny, but then that sort of flies in the face yeah, of my whole thing. Yeah. My whole thing earlier about respecting it. All right, so we'll leave that. All right, so there was a third ship. Okay. Okay, a third ship. So Britannic was the under... The Encyclopedia con- Britannica. The Britannic, not the Britannica. Oh. The Britannic. Okay. Now, Britannic was going to be named... There's, there is some, some evidence out there that Britannic was actually going to be named the Gigantic. Oh. Okay. And then, but after the Titanic incident. That seems lazy. <laughs> that after the Titanic, well, Olympic, Titanic, Gigantic, it sort of makes sense. Uh, these were the biggest ships of their time. Yeah. And so uh, it does make sense that they would maybe rename it. So we think of PR as being. I just, I just imagine like two guys looking at it being like, well, it's really big. I mean, should we call it like big boat? 
It's like, that's how my five-year-old names things. You give her a toy, and she's like, a stuffed dog. And she's like, I'll name it Dog. I like the idea of it being Big Boat. (laughs) Large ship. Large ship. Right. So, Britannic. Okay? So, Britannic is under construction when Titanic sinks. So, they go, oh, crap. We need more lifeboats. So, if you look at pictures of Britannic, there are subtle ways to tell the ships apart. Yeah. One of the ways you can tell Britannic apart is the davits that hold the lifeboats. Okay. There are more of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> Britannic has a lot more lifeboats. They were like, we need to really, uh, you know, figure this out. Okay. So Olympic also was pulled from service. So Titanic sinks. They redesign Britannic and they pulled Olympic for six months out of service. Um so it's really it's really interesting how this works. So Britannic is given eight additional lifeboat davits, uh, and some of them were even motorized, so oh. you could then lower those boats uh, more quickly Instead into of the, pulley, the water. Pulley system. Yeah, yeah. Britannic could be evacuated much more quickly than either Olympic or Titanic. Okay. Okay. And just to give you some frame of reference here, Olympic and Titanic each had twenty lifeboats. Okay. Twenty. And how many people would one of those... Over two... Uh, The lifeboats held, I think, 40 people. Okay. All right. So how many lifeboats do you think Britannic had? Titanic and Olympic had 20. 20. 40? 48. Huh. So 48 lifeboats, more than double the number of lifeboats. Okay. So, uh, and then also, they, uh, Britannic also, also added a pneumatic tube that went from the Marconi room to the bridge. Okay. So that you didn't have to have people literally sprinting back and forth between the bridge and the operate. The Marconi is the radio room. Yeah, it, you could just shunt, it was shoot a Marco- the message. Right. Yeah. Yep. It was a Marconi radio. Yeah. So that's why they called it the Marco- Marconi Named room. Named for the man who invented it. Jeff Marconi. Yeah. I, I don't actually know if his first name is Jeff. No, it's not. I'm I, guessing it's not. It's something Italian. Because I just pulled that out of my hat. Okay. So Britannic uh, set sail, um, and then it also, it was set to be a luxury ship, but Britannic never got the chance. Was immediately upon completion requisitioned by the British Navy as a hospital ship. Oh. So if you look at pictures of Britannic, you will most likely see it painted as a hospital ship. Huh. So Titanic bore the White Star paint scheme, the black and white rim. Yeah. The Olympic had the rad zigzag camouflage paint scheme and britannic was painted fully white with a green cross uh to indicate that that she was a hospital ship is the britannic still around the britannic is actually not still around because if it was it would be haunted oh Um, my god well i guess yeah okay so we've talked about all of the different safety things that the britannic had all them old-timey ghosts yes nice Okay, so uh, Britannic is declared fit for service on December 12, 2015. Okay. Not 2015, 1915. (laughs) Britannic is four years old. Great ship. (laughs) Declared fit for service on December 12, 2015. Oh my gosh, 1915. Uh, And then on December 23rd of 2015. (laughs) December 23rd of 1915, she departs Liverpool for a mission to bring back and wounded sails soldiers. right through a rip in the space-time continuum. Yes, and then immediately sank. <laughs> so we have all of these wonderful uh, upgrades and improvements made on Britannic. Olympic has been uh, redesigned. There, um, there are some really cool elements that they added to these ships to make them safer. So the uh, Britannic is serving as, as a hospital ship. Uh, it's doing great work. Uh, it's, it's working... Uh, it was renamed the HM, HMHS Britannic uh, during her war service, Her Majesty's okay. something service, I something, think. Something, something. Um, but yeah, so the cool thing about the Britannic of the many of many things that are cool about the Britannic. Uh, quick note, that's yeah. the first time I realized that HMS stood for Her Her Majesty's service. I believe so, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then, well, the ships were named the under the White Star Line. They were the RMS. So you have the RMS Titanic. Okay. RMS Olympic and RMS Britannic, and it stands for Royal Mail Service. Oh, got okay. it. So yes, RMS, but then yes, HMS or HMHS okay. uh, during war service. So the HMHS Olympic and the HMHS Britannic. Got it. And the Britannic, again, was a hospital ship. So remember before when I talked about Olympic being filled with armament and would carry soldiers, yes. Britannic was a hospital ship. It wasn't allowed to carry munitions. Okay. Okay. Keep that in mind. 
Okay. Not allowed to carry munitions. Well, Hospital. I mean, that makes sense. Hospital it's, ship. Yeah, because you've okay. got the wounded on there. Right. So if you were an enemy combatant, you would not then, you would not target. It was sort of understood. Yeah, don't that target. That you would not uh, maritime, or not maritime, but, you know, I, I, I don't know that there were any. Well, it sounds like a rules of engagement kind of thing. Like right. you wouldn't go You don't after, attack a hospital yeah. ship. Yeah. Right? Because that, that invites a whole level of cruelty. Because then you're just a jerk. Right. Then you're just a big jerk. So Britannic is serving as a hospital ship. Okay. It's making many successful runs and it's having, it's, it's, it's service has been good. Yeah. And, and an interesting fact about the Britannic is that it's actually the biggest of the three. Because huh, I didn't imagine it to be. I imagined it to be smaller because it's the littlest sister. Right, you do. As you do. It's the Cindy Brady. Mm-hmm. So the... Uh, little pigtail braids. Right. Britannic is the biggest of the three. Okay. In terms of gross tonnage and in terms of size. Because of the amount of water displaced. That's what gross tonnage yeah. has to do with. Now, the Britannic... The Britannic has a an, an interesting story. Okay. Um... So 2016, oh my gosh, I really got to quit. 1916 is what he means. 1916 rolls around. It's November 21st, 1916. Okay. Okay. Britannic is sailing in about 400 feet of water. So what would that be? Not deep. You could dive to that. Okay. Without a submersible. Okay. Okay, so 400, I mean, it's deep, but you you could get to it as a human being without, without a submersible. Okay. Sailing in about 400 feet of water, there's an explosion. The explosion rocks the ship. No one knows what has caused the explosion. It's one of two things, okay? One of three things, possibly. There's either been, they've either struck a mine. Okay. They've been torpedoed. Or there's been a munitions explosion. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. Now, dun, dun. Britannic is a hospital ship. Yeah, it She's not allowed munitions. to carry munitions. But there were rumors that she had been loaded with munitions and that she was secretly carrying munitions back and forth to the enemy. There's no evidence of this. Dives to the ship have proved inconclusive. They found no evidence. I shouldn't say inconclusive. They haven't found evidence. Yeah. Inconclusive makes it sound like they haven't found it yet. Yeah. Uh, they have not found evidence that Britannic was carrying munitions. I think it hit a mine. It. That's the, the common thinking is that she hit a mine. I have no reason to... I just, um, like, imagine, like... Those underwater mines are so spooky looking. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I like conjuring that image. So the HMS Britannic, the HMHS Britannic. There's an explosion. Yeah. And she sinks. Man. In 55 minutes. Whoa, that's fast. Yes. How many? Were it, like, were there a lot of people? 1,100 survivors. Oh, survivors! Yes. Oh, thank God! I thought Far gonna... fewer deaths than Titanic. Oh my goodness! Um, and I don't—I I can't believe I don't have this written down. Um, oh, 30. 30 people died. Man. So think about Titanic. I think there were there were eighteen hundred people died on Titanic. Yeah. Uh, tremendous loss of yeah, life. Yeah, right. That's, that was actually the headline in the newspaper. Yeah. Tremendous loss of life. Uh, nearly half the pa- over half of the passengers on Titanic were lost. So um, when Britannic sank, though, even though it sank in 55 minutes, 30 of 1,000 people died. Now, there were several factors here. When Titanic sank, the water was freezing cold. Yes. The water where the Britannic sank was much warmer. Yeah. So it was, it was, a, it, and it was a much easier evacuation because the Britannic had been built for, for this kind fact, of thing, yeah. and there and there was no weight. The only of the of the people that died, the largest number of deaths came through uh, evacuate people cutting the lifeboats too early and lowering them to into the water. The way that the Britannic sank was very similar to the Titanic in the beginning, in that the bow was being pulled underwater while the stern was raising up. Okay. So two of the lifeboats were released from Britannic and were sucked into the propellers. Oh, gross. Yeah. So, oh, that's not a, a good way to that's go. That's a rough way to go. Yes, not a good way to go. Those big giant propellers were churning oh. in the water, and the lifeboats were sucked back into the propellers oh because the suction was just tremendous. Okay, so there you lost your thirty of a thousand sixty-six people. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Britannic, which, who never Britannic never served as a passenger ship. She only served as a hospital ship. Uh, so that was that was her sinking in in fifty-five minutes. But eleven hundred people survived. So Britannic did not break apart like her sister. Huh. Britannic sunk, and the water was so shallow that when Britannic hit the, the ocean floor, her bow was still sticking out of the water. 
Well, yeah, because it was only 400 feet deep. Right. So she hit the water, she hit the ocean floor, and then settled on her side. Okay. So Britannic, to this day, is laying in, and on her side in 400 feet of water. You know who discovered the wreck of the Britannic? Who? Jacques Cousteau. Oh. Yeah. So it, it really... So it, charming. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Wow. Uh, when you think about her story, uh, that she had this heroic... Um, this heroic existence, both of the sh- both of both of the sister ships, the Olympic and the um, the uh, the Britannic, serving during the war, and it, it really is it's it's very interesting. Now you said that there was a a minor conspiracy. There is, and you so, haven't really touched on that yet. We because the Britannic is the first part of that. Okay. So there are several conspiracies. And so it, one, I feel like it relates to why it still resonates today. Yeah, so the uh, the Britannic I haven't mentioned this, but it did it sank it sank in the Aegean Sea. Oh, okay. So, so that, like the Mediterranean. That's where that's where she is is resting now. Wow. Uh, again, discovered by Jacques Cousteau. So the uh, there were a couple of of conspiracies here, uh, okay. and none of them are true. None okay. of them are true. I'm going to address them because they're they're kind of fun. But one is that Britannic was carrying munitions and secretly supplying uh, bringing troop supplies, again weapons and munitions. Um, to British soldiers, but we've established that that's not right. true. So there's there's that one, uh, and and again, when it was thought that the ship was torpedoed, uh, if you watch the really really bad TV movie Britannic uh, that came out a few years after Titanic, it's awful. Uh, there are YouTube clips of it. Uh, if you want to see some of the worst CGI you've ever seen in your entire life, oh I do some terrible terrible acting. Look up Britannic movie on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. Except that you will be, and you'll hate me forever. So, all right, let's link to some of those in the, yeah, we in can, the show notes. I can do, I can do that. Ugh, it's so bad. So again, it was a TV movie that came out in the '90s that was trying to compete with the 1997 blockbuster, which was hailed as being a movie with some great CGI of the yeah. ship. Uh, it just, it just couldn't compete, and it, it, it really shows. So the second conspiracy is that after after the incident with the HMS Hawk. So remember, let's go back in time to earlier in the podcast. Yeah, that was our dinosaur ship hybrid. Right. The, the hawk gets ram. sucked into the Olympic. Yeah. The Olympic is now damaged. So there was there is a conspiracy theory that the Olympic was to, was taken back to port, and then the nameplates, diningware, and all fittings were swapped with the sister ship Titanic, and that they why that so that the White Star Line could sail the Olympic now rechristened Titanic could sail out and sink and that the white star <gasps> line could claim the insurance money no that's dirty it is dirty now there is a lot a lot of people there's they say there's evidence to this you can look at things like propellers and you can look at things like like it, you can see the olympic nameplate on the titanic at the no. bottom of the ocean none of this is true yeah i don't like this none one of bit. this is true this sounds like bs there are several reasons for why this is not true number one including the fact that the titanic was not insured for enough money to recoup her losses so the you can't there there's mathematical reasons there's just plain common sense reasoning well and like i don't care how dirty of a businessman you are well We've got some evidence of some pretty dirty business people out there. But to sacrifice the number of people. And I then know. conspiracy theorists will tell you, well, they didn't know the ship was going to sink that quickly. And that's why the the Californian was, or the Carpathia, whichever, I think the Carpathia was the one that did the rescuing. That's why they were so close. Uh, and then there was actually, there's a there's another conspiracy theory that states that the ship, that the ghost ship, was actually supposed was pre-positioned as the rescue ship. No, I don't buy this. How can you pre- there, this all falls apart when you predict when you talk about the the iceberg? Yeah. Witnesses on the Titanic reported hitting an iceberg. Yeah. The ship shuddered and shook. Well, and people saw the iceberg yes. too. Yes. And you could say, well, maybe they drove it. Maybe they. Maybe this was all part of the plan that they drove it into the iceberg. The other ship was supposed to come and rescue people and offload people so that there was no loss of life and the Titanic could would, sink to the bottom of the ocean and White Star could recoup the insurance money. Think how many people would have to be in on this conspiracy. Like, the captain of Titanic went down with the ship. You don't have to convince me. Was he steering, like, was he like, oh, this is how I die. I steer this into this Perhaps iceberg. he was guilt-ridden. I don't know. Ugh. I, I don't buy this conspiracy theory for a second. No, because EJ, it, EJ's you, better than that. If you come back to the numbers... EJ, I guess, 
so if you come back to the numbers, though, the math just doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, because business, business tycoons, the fat cats, will do some pretty heinous stuff, but right. they got to make money to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. So, Olympic, Olympic is Olympic, Titanic is Titanic, and Britannic is just awesome. Yeah. So, you have these ships, and that so that's their life of service. And I do want to point something out. I, we talked about this in our first episode. We are not professional historians. Our goal here is to whet your thirst for knowledge on these, and hopefully you'll Gross. go do more research. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're getting into, we're doing high-level discussions here. Um, you could talk about the Titanic, Britannic, and Olympic all day long for a week straight and still not even scratch the surface of the material that's out there about these oh my three God. beautiful you, ladies. You could do an entire podcast series on the Titanic, and I would listen to it. You could do an entire podcast on the propeller Ugh. of the Olympic. Because when God, Olympic when it. Olympic uh, had its incident, well, Olympic bent broke a propeller. Mm-hmm. And so they took one of the propellers that was intended for Titanic and put it on Olympic. And so there is, that's when that's you, another, so that's another thing that, that right. tends to, yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So let's finish with, cause we're running, we're almost at an hour. So okay. let's finish. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Violet Jessup. Please do. You're going to like this. She sounds lovely. Okay. Miss Violet Jessup was, was nicknamed Miss Unsinkable. Okay. So she was a stewardess and she was a nurse. She was on board the Titanic. On the maiden voyage. So she was a staff person? And she survived. Okay. She survived the sinking of the Titanic. Was she a staff person? Was she working? You don't... Okay. So she was was on board Titanic. She survived that. She was on board Britannic when it sunk. Oh, my. Survived that. And she was aboard the Olympic when it collided with the HMS Hawk. See, this does make me think that maybe she was a staff person. She might have been. Man. Well, she was. Well, she was. She was a nurse and a steward. She was a nurse on board the Britannic. Okay, that's what I was asking. And she was yeah. a steward. Yeah, she was a stewardess on board the Titanic. Man. And I don't know. I believe she was a stewardess on board the Olympic okay. as well. So yeah. she worked for the company. Oh yeah, she was a White Star Line poor employee. G- poor yeah. gal. <laughs> yeah. So she was actually almost killed in her lifeboat. Uh, she uh, the she was in a lifeboat and another lifeboat was being. Uh, lowered on top of her lifeboat, and she had oh to jump God. into the sea, and then she was almost sucked into the propeller. Oh my God! Yeah, this is on board Britannic. It's a very interesting life. Yeah. So, uh, but when she did jump in, she uh, she got a, a pretty serious head wound. Yeah. Uh, and then was pulled from the sea and and obviously survived. Man, so, get it, Violet. Yeah. So Violet Jessup, very interesting story, uh, and then Violet lived a lived a long life. So it was, uh, it was Well, very I would hope so. She sounds like pretty tough stuff. Yep. Yep. So some of the uh, some of the characteristics of the unsinkable Molly Brown were have been attributed to. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, have been attributed to Molly Brown that were actually All right, I got a f- things I, from, from from Violet Jessup. So I, I want to make sure I got a fourth question. Well, I want to make sure I answered your three questions. So, did I answer all three questions? You did indeed. Okay, fantastic. What is your fourth question? Which one's your favorite? Which ship is my favorite? Which sister? Uh, I really like Olympic. Um, because she was first, mm-hmm. uh, she was kind of out there on her own, mm-hmm. um, and I like that she goofed and ran into the hawk and was kind of like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm not so good at being a ship right now." And then you know what? Lived a long and, and sturdy life and made it all the way to the end. Made it to made it to decommissioning, yes. which was the only only sister ship to do so. Yeah, uh, was the only one, and I like that nickname, Old Reliable. Yeah. Um, I also really like Britannic. I was gonna say I'm develop- I've got is- kind of a soft spot for Britannic. Britannic now that I know about her. Was a hero. Yeah. Uh, Britannic went down and uh, and in, in, in saved as many lives as she could. Uh, I know. like to think of Britannic as like spunky, mm-hmm. sort of the Mary Tyler Moore, like out there just making it happen. Who is that girl? Who is it? So Britannic, I don't know. That's that's a, that's a tough question. I, I I don't actually know which one is my favorite. Yeah. Um. I like them all for very different reasons. Um. I've always been fascinated by the Titanic. I, I think it's a really interesting story. And again, I didn't. I, I didn't. I wanted to touch on construction, on yeah. the incidents, on the 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 sort of the story. I really encourage you to go out and read about each of these ships individually. Um. I didn't do any of them justice here. So please go out and read about the Olympic, read about the Titanic, and read about the Britannic. Go to YouTube. There are thousands of videos there 
uh, where you can learn. There's a really great engineering video that I'm going to link in the uh, description. That's the Ooh, one I had you watch. Is it the one where yeah. he highlights the different parts? He highlights the different Man, parts of the that boat, was good. Uh, the ship. It's amazing. So we're going to put some really cool resources. This is There's going to be a lot of show notes for this one. So please take some time and go through those and, and really enjoy learning about the sister ships of the White Star Line. Well, thanks, Brian. That was awesome. I, I, hope you, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I learned a whole lot of new stuff. I do love these ships. I'm having that anxiety that I get when I learn about a new topic where I'm like, oh my god. God, I'm never going to be able to read all the books I want to read. Yeah. But that's always a good feeling. There's so much to know out there. Start with Robert Ballard mm-hmm. and work your way back. Bobby Start Ballard. Robert Ballard and Jacques Cousteau discovering the wrecks and work your way backward. That's what I did. And I, I started with the wrecks, looking mm-hmm. at the wrecks and how they were discovered and, and what their condition is. And then I sort of worked my way backward uh, to construction yeah, the, at the Belfast shipyards. I'm also kind of excited to go kayaking this summer. Hopefully we don't meet a tragic end. Um, I'm going to outfit my kayak with a dinosaur head-shaped battering ram. And 48 lifeboats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's all stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Thank but- you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Three Questions. Three Questions.